for our liturgies all throughout liturgical year, the weekdays, the Sundays, we make use of what we call a lectionary, and the lectionary dictates the scripture for that day, and the scripture, of course, shapes our liturgy. The preacher, the preacher's task is to expound on the word of the scripture of what is given on the lectionary for that particular day or for that particular Sunday. Sometimes it's an easy task for the preacher because sometimes what we have in the scripture is something that is, that is easy enough to understand or it resonates with our experience. It's also easy for, for, uh, for, for, for those who are listening to the proclamation of the word when, when the word being proclaimed is something that is dear to us that we believe in and, uh, and, and resonates with our experience. So when we hear a, a, a proclamation that is, that is in consonance with what we believe and what we uh, agree on, we say, Amen, I believe, Hallelujah. But what if the Scripture goes against our comfort level? That's the Scripture for today. In the first reading, in the first reading, we hear the voice of the prophet Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel is not only a prophet, he is also a priest. And Ezekiel was tasked by the Lord to be a watchman for his people. A watchman, as, as, as you very well know, is someone who looks out after the people. Parang guardia. He's a watchman. And as a watchman, he is to tell the people whether they are on the path of sin. And if they are on the path of sin, it's the responsibility of the watchman to remind the people that they're on the path of sin. Why is that? Well, according to the Lord, well, if, because if they persist on the path of sin, then they will surely die. And when they die, the responsibility falls on the watchman because you did not remind them. You did not speak to them. You did not warn them of the danger they're in. And the Lord continues and He says, if the watchman, if you watchman spoke to them and they did not listen to you and they continued on the path and they die eventually, well, you're, that's, not, that's not your responsibility. You know, he dies according to, his, according to his wishes. It's his own responsibility. Why are, we, why are we considering this? Why am I saying this? Well, Ezekiel is a prophet. Ezekiel is a priest. You and I are both prophet, are both priest, as we are also king. When we were baptized, we were baptized in the three offices of Christ. We were baptized as priests, prophet, and king. And so therefore, the words of the Lord in Ezekiel also is also a word for all of us. It is our responsibility to remind one another if our members, if our brothers and sisters are on the path 
of destruction if they are on the path of sin that would lead them to death and eternal damnation. At the same time, we are also reminded to be guardians for our own welfare, for our own being. We should be watchful that we are not on the on, on a lifestyle of sin so that we will not be led to the path of destruction or the path of death. We have to be vigilant that, that we know when we, are, when we are being led to sin that we have to cut it off right away and return to God and repent so that we will be on the right path. Now, what about being watchman for our brothers and sisters? Let's return to that. Now, like I said, like I said, it's, uh, that is a very challenging task. I mean, what the Scripture is saying is, you be watchman for each other. This is, this is a, I, would imagine, I, I, I take it that this is a group of people devoted to the divine mercy. You need to watch out for each other. You need to remind each other if a brother or sister is on the path of sin. If the brother or sister is, uh, is, is, is engaging in gossip, if, if, if the brother or sister is, is, uh, is, 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 in, is, uh, is, is in the path of greed or lust or any of the, of any of the cardinals, cardinal sin, it is your responsibility, the responsibility of one another to remind each other of the danger of the path they're on. The gospel, the gospel um, tells us what you, how are you going supposed to do this. It says, well, do not create a scandal. The, the gospel says, if a brother is sinning, if a brother or sister is sinning, well, go to him privately and speak to him or her about, about what he or she is doing. If he does not listen to you, then take someone from the group and speak to that sister or brother who is erring so that, so, that the, so, so that the testimony will stand on the testimony of two witnesses. If that does not work, then bring that brother or sister to the church, which means remind the brother or sister of the teachings of the church, of the doctrines of the church, which are time-tested and inspired by the Holy Spirit. If the brother or the, or, or, or the sister does not listen and continues on this, this path of sinfulness, then you have done your part. You don't have to be consumed by anger or annoyance or irritation because this, this member does not listen to you. It's his own responsibility now. So, plenty of times we forget that because plenty of times we want to be nice to each other. But the liturgy today is reminding us, no, that's your responsibility as a watchman, as a watchwoman for each other. Another aspect to our reading is that we have to be a prophet unto the world, to our family, to our circle of friends, to our, to, 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 to our community, and to the bigger society. We have to proclaim the truth. When there is, when there is a, sinful, a sinful situation which is in, in, that's present in our family or amongst our circle of friends, it is our duty to speak up 
and speak of the truth. What do I mean by that? In our society today, there are many patterns of sin that has now become normal. It has become part of the norm already that it does not shock us, that it does, that it does not move us to say anything. But the Lord is saying, but that is sin. And we must say something about it. Now, of course, from, from your own experience and from my own experience, of course, of course it is easy to, to speak against, say for example, <clears throat> the sin of racism, of inequality. Okay? We, speak, we, we speak against that. And, and, and the world supports us. Our community supports us. Yeah, that's, that's right. There has to be justice for all. Good. When we speak against the sin, the sin against the environment, you know, the, 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 our society, the world will say, good for you. You are our hero. But what if you speak against the sin of abortion? What if you speak against the sin of unchastity before marriage? What if you speak against cohabitation? You will be canceled. You will be canceled. They will think of you as someone from the Middle Ages. You are not with the times. But those are patterns of sin. We need to speak up. See, all of these things that, that, that I mentioned to you has now become the norm that we don't question it anymore. And as, and, and as a matter of fact, I would imagine even all of, some of us here would not bat an eyelash over these practices. These days, it is, it is already the norm, you know, when, you, um, when two people come together, marriage Holy matrimony is not the first thing in their mind. You know, people date. People date. You know, they go to dinner. That's, that's nice. One or two. On the, uh, after, after two or three dinner, they need to know each other better. So they hop in bed together. That's, a, that's, that's normal. You know, they hop in bed together. And then it felt good. They are compatible sexually. Well, maybe this is for us. So let's move in together now. So they cohabitate together. And after a while of cohabitating together, traveling the world, new experiences, some of you are nodding because you know this is happening. You know, more experiences, traveling the world. And after that, after they, after they get tired of traveling and seeing and, and having those own experiences, they settle down and say, you know, let's pull our just together and let's buy a house. And so they buy a house, and now there's a house. Well, maybe it's time to have children. And so they have children. And then after a while, they said, you know what? I think I should marry you now. That's the norm. And that is sinful. These are the things that, Ezekiel, that the Lord in Ezekiel is saying you, watchman, should speak to my people 
when they are on the path of sin. These are, this is the challenge that is being placed before us. To speak against those things which right now, these days, we consider to be normal, but really no. Those are patterns of sin. And it is not mercy. It is not mercy to, to turn a blind eye or not to speak about them. No, that's a perversion of, of mercy. Mercy and love is to speak the truth to them because the truth will set them free. Or take for example, or take for example, someone who believes that he, he or she is in a body that is not for him or her. A woman, a man thinks that he is a woman, so now my pronouns are he, she, whatever. And because the society, and we are all swept up in this, the society thinks, oh yeah, let's be tolerant, let's be inclusive, let's, let's honor what this person is saying. And so we go along. Well, that is a pattern of sin. That will lead this person to hell. And so we speak the word of love. And so we speak the word of truth. Very much like what the Lord has spoken to Ezekiel. You watch man, you watch woman, speak to my people Israel when they are in danger of dying because they're on the path of destruction. Now, like I said, that is, that is what is expected of us. Speak the truth. But always speak the truth in love. If they don't listen, well, it's not up to you. At least you have done your part. And to those, and to those people to whom we are addressing our prophetic words, our corrective words, we should remind them that this might sound impossible to you right now, but do not forget, do not forget, when the Lord calls you to do something, when the Lord calls you to a, to a particular path, the Lord will also give you the power to be able to follow that path. The Lord will not leave you alone to muster your own strength and, and, and muscle your way through following the, the path that He has given you. Yeah, you, you, you will cooperate, but you will be given the grace also. He will even give you, He will even give you the grace the grace to listen and not harden your heart as we have heard in the responsorial psalm today. When the Lord speaks to you, the Lord will give you the grace so that your heart will not be hardened and so that you will receive these words as if they are really the Word of God, the truth of our lives. This is a difficult mandate. For all of us. And I think this is especially a, a, a good mandate, however, for, for all of you who are members of divine mercy. Because we always think, we always think of mercy as, oh, very, you know, pity and, uh, and, and, and embrace. Mercy has another face. And the other face of mercy is this. To be able to speak of the truth no matter how it hurts. When we do that, we are like a surgeon with a sharp scalpel who incises the wound. Of course, the cut bleeds, the cut hurts, 
but it will be healing. And that is real mercy. May our communion today, our reception of the Lord, strengthen us to do exactly this, the mandate of the Lord, to proclaim the gospel of life in a world that is quickly darkening because of its embrace of lies. And may the light of God that shines in our word illumine the hearts of everyone to those who, that you proclaim the word. May their lives be touched and may, may their hearts not be hardened, rather to repent and be saved and enter the kingdom of God.